Today on episode number 572, part one of the School of Podcasting, I'm going to share some reflections from the Ray Edwards Copywriting Academy, some really cool bumper sticker kind of knowledge, and I'll explain why this show sounds different. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning into the show. If you're new, welcome aboard. Here's what happens. I bring my 20 plus years of helping people understand technology, and I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology, face your fears, and flatten that learning curve, and not just get you on the road to podcasting. Because you could watch a bunch of old outdated YouTube videos and get that kind of stuff. I get you podcasting in the right direction. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and that'll save when you sign up at the site. Well, I've had an adventurous night. As I record this right now, it is 1.23 a.m. in the morning, and I went to the Ray Edwards Copywriting Academy this weekend, and you might be asking yourself, Dave, why did you do that? That's not about podcasting. Well, let me tell you. I have always said to grow your audience, you need to know who your audience is, figure out where they are, go to where they are, make friends with them, and bring value to different conversations. And then if they ask, or you can work it into the conversation, then tell them about your show. And that's basically what I did because the Ray Edwards Copywriting Academy, when you think about it, has people there that if you're writing copy, that means you're probably promoting something you want to sell. And if you have something you want to sell, chances are you're going to need a customer base to sell to, which means you're going to need exposure, which means, in my opinion, you need a podcast. And so I went down there not to be the um, the business card ninja. You know, the guy that's like, hey, what's your name? Dave. And then like I whip a business card into your neck. No, I handed out business cards to people who said, do you have a card? And the thing that was really cool about this was, and this sounds weird, when I go to podcast movement or podfest or things like that, uh, there are times when I run into people and they've they've heard of me. They're like, oh, I've heard of the school of podcasting. This place, nobody had a clue who I was. Now, I shouldn't say that. There were some people, but there were a lot of people I ran into. They're like, oh, what do you do? And I go, oh, I help people podcast. And I'm like, get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it since 2005. Really? Wow. So that was kind of cool because that meant I was getting outside of my kind of my comfort zone. I was getting into a new bubble of some sort of people. And when it comes to connecting with people, the best way is face-to-face. From there, you go to video to video. From there, you go to email. Or actually, from there, you would go to audio. From there, you go to email. And from there, you go to smoke signals, I think, is uh, how that works. And so the fun part, you're like, Dave, why are you podcasting at one thirty in the morning? Is because I'm not home yet. Uh, On the way home, I uh, got near Cincinnati. And uh, Bambi jumped out in front of my 2012 Toyota Prius. And I swerved to miss it and almost... Almost missed it, but ended up catching its back end, and uh, my the front passenger side of my car is just trashed, um, and I took some fur with it. I don't know what happened to Bambi, but uh, radiator fluids everywhere, 
and I just had my car towed, and the tow guy was nice enough to drop me off at the Super 8. So we're we're rocking and rolling. I will say that the Super 8 has better Wi-Fi than the Ramada Inn in Nashville. And so uh, normally, at the, the last episode of the, the month, I play you all the clips that you've sent in, and I kind of have those, but in reality, I want to give those to you later because I actually have some more. I actually saw my buddy Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, so he got him actually to answer the question. He got some more people, and I just need a little more time to assemble those, so I'll probably be giving you those later on in the week, so this will be setting a, a first two episodes in one week. And But I still had some things I thought I could share, and if you're a regular listener of the show, we know that uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert from Horse Radio Network listens to the show on Monday while he's taking a shower. And, well, I didn't want Glenn to shower alone. So there were a couple of things I thought, and there I, I call it bup, bumper sticker knowledge in a way. And do you realize that sometimes things that really strike home don't have to be a paragraph long? And so the first one, this was from a guy named Mike. Uh-huh, that was his first name. I want to say Mike King. Or wing, something with an ing. Really nice guy, copywriting kind of guy. And it's one of those things that you kind of go, well, duh. But it is, it's one of those things we sometimes need to hear again. And that is success is sequential, not simultaneous. And I think a lot of us think it's simultaneous. If I just get into iTunes, then I will get manna from heaven and, and my, my, you know, my, my trip is over and it's not, it's just not, that's not the way I, we work with that. I, uh, I talked a couple of weeks ago about how your podcast is a lot more like a locomotive. Once that thing gets going, it's hard to stop, but it's definitely not a Ferrari. So success is sequential, not simultaneous. And then Ray said this one, and I was like, Hmm, if you look at your calendar right now, some of us go, these are our priorities. And then you might want to step back and think about that and go, are those your priorities or are they your distractions? And that was one that for me, I went, hmm. Because if you think about it, everyone, everyone has an excuse as to why they didn't succeed. So the person that goes, I have tried every single diet. I just can't lose weight. It sounds like an excuse you know, but in reality, we could probably check and see, did you track every single bite that went into your mouth? Well, not every bite. There's usually a little hidden lesson under there. So when you look at your calendar, is that your priorities or are those just your distractions? And I was like, hmm, that's that's a good question right there. And the other thing is, I was talking with a lot of people. It really was cool. I met some new people, some really nice people. And, uh, who I'll be mentioning in part two of this. But the thing was interesting is at one point there was homework to do for this, this weekend. You're supposed to have certain uh, different parts of uh, your, your copy already written. And so at one point the uh, we were supposed to build on like part one and Ray said, well, wait a minute, how many people didn't do part one? He goes, it's, it's, you know, there's no shame. It's okay. Uh, and a few hands went up and then he said, okay, let's do this. Why don't you guys go over there? They had coaches that would help you there. Let's go over and have you guys work with the coaches to, to get that done real quick. And then, uh, we'll, we'll work on. Well, as soon as those six people got up, a whole bunch of other people 
got up and followed them over. And so it was interesting that as they did that, and more and more people went over, one of the coaches said the thing that he thought that was interesting is I want to say he did 28 different coaching sessions of just helping people with their copy. It was really nice. It was free. So they had a whole team of coaches to kind of, you could look at it like tutors, to kind of get you over any bumps you had. And he said, I think he said, Andy Traub, really nice guy, and I think he said he did 28 different coaching sessions. But here's the thing. Only one person had an actual product. To me, and this is just my opinion, it almost sounds like that's a little out of sequence, right? We said that success is sequential, but sometimes you got to make sure your sequence is in the right order because how can you write copy about something that doesn't exist yet, you know, when you haven't even picked a name for it? And so that is something I'm, I'm seeing here is that everybody is trying to get their podcast absolutely perfect right out of the gate. And I understand that. Why wouldn't you want the absolute perfect podcast right out of the gate? There's only one problem. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. You know, when musicians start out, they're, they're just not that great. And they learn things and they get feedback from their audience on what works. And they start writing songs that the audience wants to hear. And so I, I'm seeing more and more people that are really... And I, I make a joke about this, but it's not a joke. And that is they are thinking about planning a mastermind where they can brainstorm about planning a mastermind where they can, and it's just, it's the plan of the, it, it just, and in the end, nothing happens. Nothing happens. And it's one of those things where we seem to think we don't know what to do because there are times where like, I don't know what to do. And again, I think if we pull it back, I think we do know what to do. We just don't do it. We don't do what we know. We think we don't know what to do, but in the end, we don't do what we know. And I was like, you know what? I I think there's some truth to that. And then the other thing I'm starting to see, and again, there are no rules in podcasting. If you want to do a podcast that your target audience is age 13 to 97, you can do that. But we have seen that some people have a better success rate when they kind of niche down or niche down, take your pick, their audience. And this is another bumper sticker knowledge thing is is if it does everything. So if you're doing a podcast, if you're buying a product, if you're doing buying a WordPress theme in this case, if it does everything, chances are it does nothing well. Right? Jack of all trades, master of none. And I think it kind of works that way too. If you're trying to do a podcast that's just everything to everybody, it's not. So keep that in mind. So I had mentioned that I uh, I hit a deer. I'm fine. Uh, my car is not. And I wanted to point out something that it's a spare tire that you might want to think about adding. And that is I use Dropbox when I help clients if we're tossing files back and forth and they want me to listen to things and critique them, things of that nature without it going live, you know, instead of just putting into iTunes and then let me downloading there. So it's, it's not officially done yet. They want me to listen to it. I'll use Dropbox and I have a folder in Dropbox that has, as you heard, the intro to the school of podcasting and any kind of files that I would need to produce that 
particular podcast. I also have one for all my other podcasts. So in the event I'm ever out somewhere and I need to do a podcast, all I have to do is go to Dropbox, download those files, and I keep my branding. I keep my theme song and everything else. And so that is might be something you want to think about doing somewhere in the cloud. Put what I call your production files. And I actually put my production files locally when I'm at home. Those are all in one folder. So that, again, if for some reason I need to, I'm headed out the door and I got to hurry up and grab everything and run, I just grab one folder and I have everything I need to create your podcast. So you might want to consider that. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, let's not just have that folder on my local machine. Let's throw it in the cloud. Let's throw it into Dropbox so that in the event you hit a deer on your way home from Nashville, you can go to the cloud and get your intro music. So... I'm going to wrap it up here for that. And thanks to everyone that I met in Nashville. It was a great time. And uh, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Kim Kraji from Toastmasters101.net. Uh, it was very nice of her. I had a uh, a person come up to me and, oh, what do you do? I'm Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting, yada, yada, yada. And uh, she said, well, how is the School of Podcasting? And Kim is a member of the School of Podcasting. And I said, Kim, how's the school of podcasting? And she gave this awesome testimonial on how it saved her probably $150 in time because she was having trouble with uh, Hindenburg Journalist. And she watched my tutorial, saw exactly what she was doing wrong, was able to tweak it and keep on rolling. And she said, I would have spent hours beating my head against the wall trying to figure that out. So, Kim, thank you to that. Uh, find her at Toastmasters101.net. And uh, like I say, I'll be talking about a lot of other people. I actually got to hang out with some people, and I'm not going to name names now because I'll talk about them in part two. And we will hear this week's question was, how many strikes do you give somebody? And so my apologies, I don't have that ready now. But, you know, I think you guys will give me a break because, you know, Bambi derailed my podcast. And the last thing I want to do here, because you might be saying, well, for a guy that just had his car kind of half totaled, the bad news is the the airbags didn't go off. And that's why I really didn't think it was going to be that bad. But that probably means that they're not going to total the car. And that's something I wanted to to kind of throw in that they also mentioned at the, the conference. And it's actually a, a quote from Michael um, Hyatt. And that is, when when things go wrong, when something doesn't go the way you thought it was going to. Instead of kind of falling into a victim and boo-hoo and woe is me, uh, you can just ask yourself, okay, what does this enable me to do? Like, what can I do now that maybe I couldn't do before? Is there any kind of advantage of this? So I was thinking about this, and I thought, well, uh, I bought this car because I was traveling uh, quite a bit for when I was doing training in the corporate world. And right after I bought this car, not really happy with the car payment that I had, but it was kind of a necessary evil, uh, I got laid off from that job. And so now I've got this rather chunky car payment. And I, I work from home. I work for Libsyn. So I don't need to go traveling all over the place. And so I thought, well... This actually might, depending on how the insurance people see it, wouldn't it be cool if they just cut me a check for the the car 
even if it you know if it paid off the uh my loan and let's say I had a a little bit of money left over, I could go buy a beater car that'll just get me around town and I'd be out of a car payment. Wouldn't that be cool? So when bad things happen, you kind of have to look at yourself and go, okay, this, this kind of stinks, but what does this enable to me to do that maybe I wouldn't do without it? I think I'm quoting that right. If you hear the pages turning in the background, I'm trying to, uh, to find it. Yes. What does this make possible? And so the other thing it might make possible is I have a book on my uh, iPad that I've been wanting to read, but I've been too busy. Well, I don't really have all my tools here. And so I might actually read that book tomorrow while I'm sitting around for the insurance to come and figure out what's going on. Plus, I'm going to have a two hour trip back to Ohio, whether that's my brother coming down to pick me up or I'm getting a rental car or Maybe I'll talk to Daniel J. Lewis uh, to taking me home. Who knows? Uh, but I somehow have to get back home, and that's a two-hour drive. And if I'm if I'm a passenger, I might be reading that book. So when things go negative, and, and the other thing is, the obvious is, I'm fine. This could have been a lot worse. Uh, you know, if if that deer had hit the the driver's side, um, I, I think we'd be in a completely different situation here. So, you know, cars are replaceable. Uh, Deers are replaceable. Poor Bambi or Thumper or whatever his name was. And uh, I don't, if it was a, you know what, I didn't really see if it was a buck or a doe. Uh, All I saw was a black eye and, and, uh, you know, the fact that it was this thing moving in front of me. So I didn't, didn't really take a snapshot. If you go out to uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 572, I'll put a link to uh, my Facebook page Uh, page where you can see the uh, I took a picture of the car so I'm going to wrap it up early for this and I will give you the rest second half of this where we talk about how many strikes do you give a podcast and I'll come up with a a question between now and then but uh, Glenn uh, you can rinse and get out now buddy so I thank everybody for listening and uh, I'll see you real soon with part two take care and God bless